Thanks for listening to Ace on the House on Podcast One. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Tell your chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, I'm Maldito Cristian Perez. I had to use the real name. Why? Because now it's the podcast. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify. Flow to the rider. Woo! I don't even know if you know how much they play you around the world or anywhere, my brother. No matter how much bread we make, dog, we can't take it with us. No right. matter how many houses, cars, whatever we acquire, can't take it with us. With that said, anything we make, is always to give back, dog. Why are we starting a podcast? Well, it's real simple. With the times that we're living in right now in the world, I think you need to be motivated, inspired, educated, aware, positive. So what I'm here is just to motivate the world and let them know when we talk, we call it spade, it's spade. So you're going to hear the truth. So I look forward to the podcast. I look forward to showing y'all, teaching y'all how to take it from a negative to a positive. So get ready. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify. Just $25, you get wine and gifts. Ace's favorite stuff or products from ACS. Every single month, you get the drink you choose. It's hard to beat cool stuff and lose. Adam's Monthly Nut. Adam's Monthly Nut. You heard, Dick. It's time for a brand new month of Adam's Monthly Nut. This month includes a download of Basic Cable Commentary Presents, the award-winning Showgirls. A migraine stick, perfect for your hangovers. An ACS logo pop. Stick it on your phone, set it, and forget it. A keto-friendly and Vinny-approved chipmunk cookie to stave off hunger without a burrito. And, of course, a bottle of your choice. The $60 value is yours for only $25. Head to CorollaDrinks.com to get one month or keep the shipments coming. All right, action-packed show, lots to discuss in today's uh, program. We take an international call from Germany, very Euro. How could we be? How could we be so Euro? I don't even understand. But it turns out there are some similarities, aren't there? There are, and I'll tell you. Here's here's here here's a bridge builder, Tommy John. I don't care if you live in Strudeldorf, you're going to love Tommy John. I always say push yourself and seek discomfort. I jumped in a cold swimming pool this morning because I was pushing myself and seeking discomfort. But then it's time to get dressed. And when you get dressed, you go for comfort. And that's Tommy John, everyone. I start every morning with Tommy John. T-shirts and the uh, underpants as well. Breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the strength of the competing brands. Moves with you. Non-rolling waistband, legs never ride up, no wedgie guaranteed. 
Over 96% four-star plus reviews and over 12 million pairs sold. It is the best pair you'll ever wear. Or it's free guarantee, right, man? Get that much more comfortable at TommyJohn.com slash ace. Save 15% on your first order. Save 15% right now at TommyJohn.com slash ace. TommyJohn.com slash ace. This is Corolla Digital. A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't fix it, then let Ace show you how. Ace on the house. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church. We're going to mend it. Get it on. Get it on. Bowser. That's my Bowser vibe. From Shanana. Yeah. Welcome yeah, to Ace man. on the House. I'm Corolla here. Stromer over there. Yes. What you did working you see my on? Sub, did, you see, well, did you see my foxy subfloor pictures? No, I did not there see you it. Your foxy so I'm doing sub- a garage doing a garage conversion. I, I put Visqueen down on the slab. I'm doing. I had to. I had to shape each one of those beams down. You know, uh, joist down because there's a big hump in the center of the floor to make it level from the back to the front. Those are my dirty boys right there. That's Jose, uh, Renee, and of course. Oh. Uh, and we, you know, scribed everything with it. We use a laser level first, found level on the floor using the joists or exterior framing as a reference, and then we scribed each one with a belt sander to get it to sit flat and be uh, compensating for that crazy mound in that garage. Then I'm going to do rigid one inch foam insulation panels between three quarter ply on top of that hardwood floor on top of that. And watch as we create a beautiful room that feels like an interior home. What is the most you're taking long two by fours, you're running them like stringers on their edge. Yeah. What is the most you you're taking off one of those two by fours? So those are two by sixes. And oh, I've are taken, they? Yeah. So one goes the 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 uh, interior garage side is about an inch and a half, and then it goes up to five and a quarter. All right. Are are you? So, wait a minute. Are you you taking off uh, four inches of material on one side? Yes. You must be doing that with a circular saw, right? We do. Yeah, we cut a straight angle first, and then we scribe it, and then we belt sand it to the scribe line so that they all are going to sit flat. And then I'll pre, I'll countersink tap cons into the slab, and then uh, we've got our vapor barrier. We've got them secured. Do and you, then I think it's going to be fine. Do you have a planer? Uh, I do. Do you think a planer is better than a belt sander or not? I think in this case, because the floor is so wacky and, and it's all mound, you know, it's literally like a radius that I think this is ending up working pretty good. The belt sander rips that shit off in a heartbeat. It's like we're using 40 grit and it's just gone. Oh, really? Yeah, 40 yeah. grit, man. That'll that'll take it fast. Yeah. And then uh, you're going to – this is a customer, obviously. Yes, 
then they're gonna make a bedroom, an office. A, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be sort of a, a utility room, bedroom slash guest room slash music room for the kids slash whatever. And mm-hmm. There'll be a refrigerator in there so they can, you know, you know, the kid can drink the Jack Daniels while he's making his hits. I'm, I'm uh, I did my uh. I got pretty far down the road on on my uh, staircase, so I'll uh, I'll see if I can find some pictures of that at uh, at some. By point. the way, the lighting today on you makes you look like something right out of Blue Velvet. You remember that beautiful movie? Yeah, I do. I never got that kind of that cast to you. Oh, I guess I guess we. Uh, <laughs> I guess we got the different. Uh, I guess we got the different lights up. All right, so you're working on that. Yeah. And uh, what else? What do you? Well, I also got. I just got a uh, a friend of mine. Actually, this client. They belong to a church in Van Nuys, right by Van Nuys High School, and they were kind enough to let me make a donation to the church. I have I have access to a gym, which in L.A. is literally like I struck gold. Like I got mm. a basketball gym. And I've gotten so tweaked out by by this company called Floor Cleanse, which does like basketball court restoration without refinishing the floor. Mm-hmm. So I bought myself a 48-inch mop. It's got two heads on it. One's a microfiber that you soak in the solution. One's a dry mop. Kids were there last night bouncing the ball, shooting until about 930. It's beautiful. It's like my own gym. It's amazing. No one goes there. Is um All right. So that's uh, that's what you got cooking. Yeah. Do, do we have any questions uh, up here? Lucretia from uh, Texas. I think I talked to her the other day. <laughs> it was an old call. Oh, funny. We just popped up the phone lines and there was a call that was left over from yesterday. She's still waiting with a long gray beard. Matt from uh, Puget <laughs> Sound is uh, 40. wants to talk about how electricians always leave shit on the ground. Why? Really? Matt? Interesting. Matt? Yes. You from I'm the here. You from the Pugent a- Sound? Yes, I am. Ace Stromer, love the show. Thanks, hey, guys. Man. Hey, you know anywhere near Anacortes Island? I'm south. I'm down by uh in the Tacoma area, down by um the Joint Base Lewis McCord is a is a major Tacoma area. All right, just checking. Uh, is your question really about electricians leaving shit everywhere? No, no I've worked up a theory because uh, I, I buy and sell houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, you know, with subs, one of the problems that we always wrestle with is is trying to get the to clean up after themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, in listening to you guys talk about how they drop their, whether it be screws or pieces of uh, plastic from their wiring, their electrical or what have you on the ground. Um, it's something that we we're always dealing with. Yeah. And I, and I wonder how the, if there's a correlation between that and uh, minimum wage rising, because maybe at one point in time, they used to have somebody who would follow them around and kind of clean up after them. They like, so an electrician had his, uh, I guess, apprentice, mm-hmm. but now may, maybe they're not able to have these apprentices, you know, so they're, they're, Maybe a one man or a two man show. I, I they're think still it's, in the habit, I, they're, they're still in the habit of leaving their stuff on the ground. I think it's trade specific. I think it literally goes from worst to best, or the most offensive to the least offensive. 
electricians number one, drywall guys number two, plumbers three, and then car you know framers and stuff. You know the pieces are bigger, so it's a little easier for them to realize that the shit's all over the property. But it feels to me like it's it's passed down generation to generation that we're electricians son we don't pick up those little wire clippings we simply leave them on the floor for the others to pick them up because i don't it's been this way since i got in this thing 30 3500 years ago right what do you think adam yeah let's not let's not leave stucco guys off the list no stucco guys will schmutz some stucco on like an eve or fascia or some trim and fucking two days later you show up it's like why didn't you wipe it off when you did it you know now it's dry i don't worry the painter will paint over it so um yeah exactly cover the texture with paint that's right i think there's an element of the more skill precision and the more you charge hourly the less you think you should have to pick up your shit you know what i mean (laughs) so it's like when you go into a McDonald's, you know, you, you get your food, you get a, you get a tray, you sit there and eat it. And when you're done, you take your box and your drink and your shit and you go dump it out in the trash can. Like you bust your own table because it's uh $7. But if you go into an expensive steak joint, you don't bust your own table. This is an expensive place. I think there's something of like, it, if they're getting, 65 bucks an hour and they got to take 10 minutes and clean up then somehow that's not a good use of their expensive time because you're basically saying you're going to have a 60 dollar an hour guy do 14 dollar an hour work right and if they and and usually to your point with the fine dining the crummer or the convex pencil length device that is in the shape of a, of a, you know, a convex long pen where you can actually scrape along the fabric of the tablecloth, scoop it up and then put it on the tray and walk away. They don't have crummers for electricians to pick up their little things. That crummer is usually the little underling to your point that either a is afforded by a higher wage or B it's the guy's retarded son who he brought along because he doesn't want to, have to watch him in school or pay for daycare. And also, I think, I think the, <laughs> I think the mess is, I think the mess is also when they're out of there, you know, I mean, they're, they're the electricians when they're putting on those switch plates and they're pulling it out of the little cellophane thing and clipping the wires and cut, cutting the zip ties. They're not coming back after they're done with that. No way. They're done. Yeah. So you clean sometimes it up. I'll Sometimes I'll get the box from the supply with the, with the open switch, Lutron switch containers, and then all the little extra parts and the little screws that they don't need anymore. Sometimes there'll be some of like 40% of that box will be filled with shit. The rest will be on the floor. Uh, we got Adam 34 from Germany, Adam from oh Germany. Gentlemen. Yeah. What's going on? Hey, not much. I was, uh, Calling back, I wanted to talk to you. I heard your conversation with the uh, sensei from uh, Karate Kid the other day on ACS, and uh, talk was interested about talking about the important uniforms. Martin Cove. Martin Cove, exactly. Right. And 
how that kind of tie, and it ties in kind of perfectly to the conversation y'all were having about uh, how people don't really clean up after themselves. Right. All right. Well, go and ahead. There, there, I, I would say there's a lot of pride in the uniform here. Um, you can tell exactly what a guy does by the color of his pants. In Germany. In Germany. Mm-hmm. In Germany, yeah. Well, here, here wear, does that translate yeah. to general population, or are we just talking about the service and folks that are in either Germany's military or the U.S. military? No, 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 no. Well, it, it has nothing to do with military. You can tell exactly what a tradesman does at the color of his pants. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like what's so painters got white pants and and who like what other painters trade has got one? whites and electricians and uh, guys who do. Uh, I don't know, kind of uh, janitorial stuff or blue um, huh. gardeners and people who work in the forest all wear green carpenters all wear khaki interesting. Uh, interesting. mechanics yeah. wear gray guys who do stucco wear or, you know, the equivalent here of stucco also wear gray. You can pretty much tell from the color of the dude's pants and, you know, whether he's got a tape measure on his belt or, you know, well, here did we did we ever have that here? Do you think? I don't think we ever really had, unless it was unionized labor, which there isn't much of anymore in construction, except on high rises and stuff. But like, what do you think? Here we can only tell if you are an avid golfer. I think I could tell by your slacks if you do <laughs> a lot of, of madras. Go- you do a lot of golfing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's about that's about all we got over here. What yeah. what is your profession, Adam? I'm an apprentice carpenter. We talked probably, uh, yeah. I actually know, eight weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That, and, um, well, cabinet maker. Right, right. We're talking. Oh, you mean, you're talking about DOS cabinet making? <laughs> no. Right. I'm, I'm talking. The, the joke doesn't translate in any language, Stromer. <laughs> Listen, just because you have a bunch of writers, I, I, I got to come up with this shit on my <laughs> own. Some of it's gold, some of it isn't. Go ahead. Yeah, t- tell me when it's gold so I can uh, mark the twine. Um, so, so Adam, yeah, we talked. You're doing your apprenticeship. I think we talked about you uh, being, were you doing Euro-type cabinetry or old-school traditional-style t- cabinetry? I think you said your shop does both. Is that correct? Well, yeah, of course, everything here in Europe is European-style cabinetry. We mean with a 35-millimeter... Hold on. Hold on. No, yeah, I'm saying European... Yeah, metric European-style modern 35-millimeter multi-hole driller, Forstner bits, Bloom hardware, blah, 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 and then a a traditional older-school type of cabinetry with, you know, I don't know, face frames and doors with panels. Yes, exactly. We do, we do a ton of both. Um, yeah. When we're building furniture, everything I would say is Euro style with 35 mil, mil uh, holes and uh, multi-hole drillers. But then when we're doing doors, windows, everything hey, else. Hey, is, there, is, there like a, is there a shaker style door in germany that is you know because like seriously everything here is shaker style it's all recessed panel really squared up is that also happening fashion wise no for cabinet faces there what is it what's everything there 
Everything here, I mean, all the doors that we install are typically kind of a three-part door system. I know the German words better than I can or do the English words for it now. Yeah. I've really have learned this mostly in Germany. But, you know, you, you install the frame on the inside, and then there's a front side and then a back side, and you stick them together with the is, engine is, being, is, of course, is, on the side being installed first. Pogan Pole, is that a German company? You know that company, Pogan Pole? The cabinet company? <sighs> Sorry, Strummer. Can't say that I do. Oh, for right. two, Strummer. Because that's, uh, that's all flat, monolithic looking stuff, man. You know that company, Adam? No, I, I yeah. don't. Uh, I wish I did. I, I'm... Look it up. Look it up, Gary. You'll love it. It's beautiful stuff. Hogan Pole. So, yeah. so Adam, when? how long is the apprenticeship? The apprenticeship. Apprenticeship is going to last three years, so I've got another, what, three years, I guess. I'm only eight weeks in. And then, sorry, Gary, it's Pogan Paul. Yeah. Then, do they find you a job? Um, Typically, well, they say that it's best to stay at the place that you do your apprenticeship. It doesn't look too good on your resume to uh, jump job to job. Mm-hmm. But I'll be a certified journeyman. What is the what is the hourly wage for a certi- certified journeyman carpenter or sorry cabinet maker? Cabinet maker about twenty dollars an hour. Sorry, about twenty dollars an hour. Twenty. Well, yeah, so twenty four dollars an hour. I thought it would have been higher than that in Germany. I say that your money goes a lot further here in Germany. The cost of living is lower. Oh, okay. So do it you, should be do more. It, are, you know, are America we, it would be higher for sure. But are we comfortable here, with the, the fact that are we comfortable with the fact that you'll be wearing the same colored pants in the same <laughs> town for the rest of your life? Hey, we wear khaki. Nothing wrong with khaki. Nothing wrong. So, uh, Adam, what would be a typical day in your life as a as a apprentice? Uh, like, walk us through. What time you walk in? Is there break time? How long is lunch? When is lunch? What is lunch? And like, how how many? Who would be your scout leader? Kind of just walk us through a a typical day. I know they're all a little bit different, but just run us through the schedule. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through my Monday this week. Monday this week, I uh, went to the workshop um, and. Uh, had a workshop day and helped a guy, you know, we were cutting down a bunch of bo- of uh, doors to size on the big uh, table saw. And, uh, you know, big things. We've got giant, giant table saws, but still you need two guys to get it on there and slide it through. Um, then, of course, I had to clean up the uh, spray paint room at a certain point. Um. And that's that's an, that's an eight-hour day with a 15-minute lunch break at 9.30. Sorry, we start work at 7, lunch break, breakfast break at 9, 9.30, and the lunch break at 12.30. Um, 15 minutes each. Uh, quitting time at quarter to four. So, you, uh, Today, sorry. sorry did yes, you, sir. Did you say you started at 7? Seven? 7, yeah. And you say 15 minutes for breakfast break, 15 minutes for lunch break. Right. And it's kind of weird that it's not a half hour for lunch, but okay. And then you get, what, what, what do you do for lunch? 
Um, I just, you've been to Europe. The bread is excellent. And here in Germany, the sausage is good too. So, you know, some cold cuts on the piece of bread and, uh, yeah. So, and, and, and pe- coffee. Yes, pe- sir. People typically pack their lunch, right? Like for a 15 minute break. Everyone. Y- yes, sir. I work in a small village. Yeah, and yeah. so there's no, you'd take 15 minutes to drive somewhere at least. Mm. And, uh, the apprenticeship. It's three years. Does it cost you money? Do they pay you a, a nominal fee? How's that work? No, all my clothing tools are provided. Um, during the week, I go to school one day a week, every week. And then every other week, I have a workshop day where we build projects that get grades and yeah, they look through everything through a jeweler's loop, really, and make sure that you're up to snuff. Do, as well. do so, but it still doesn't really answer the question. They don't pay Sorry. you and you don't pay them or. Oh, I, I no, they pay me nominally. I'm embarrassed to say how little I'm making, but my wife has a decent job and right. she can afford to support me through this. Is there a point where you come back to America with your khaki trousers as the conquering hero of everyone wants, you know, I'm from Southern California Everyone who makes cabinets here is like Armenian, Hispanic. You know, they they learned this shit out in a parking lot somewhere. I mean, you're you're going to be the bell of the ball if you come back here with that pedigree. Is there is there any thoughts of that? Absolutely. My dad wouldn't want me saying this, but he doesn't listen anyway. Um, he taught met a German guy at his golf club to tell you my pedigree. Uh, who's a German fellow whose son also is a trained cabinet maker and is making a killing in Denver. His biggest problem is finding trained carpenters to come to work in the shop. Sure. Hey, so, thank you. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Hey, Adam, thanks for the update, buddy. And call us uh, every every eight and, weeks. And Adam, and go, to, go to Hereford, go to Hereford, Germany, and look at uh, Pogan Paul. You could get a job or make a fortune. All right. Let's see. We got uh, Dennis. Hang on. We got uh, Kevin from Boston, 40. Kevin? How you doing, guys? How you Hi, guys. doing? Hi, guy. Um, yeah, I'm a plumber. Uh, you guys get so close on so many of the plumbing questions that you have, and you're not quite there. And I oh, want to yeah, be a plumbing right. consultant. Yeah, you should. I, uh, I have to admit, I, I'm always a little off. I just don't know much about plumbing. I've farmed it out most of my life i've i've definitely seen a lot of it and i've i've done a lot of it but i'm just not a plumber not quite there no um so any questions for me also i recently did the uh plumbing for a distillery i'd like to send you guys some booze yeah what kind uh, what kind of booze do you make booze is good they may well i don't i don't make it you know i just i just uh, put in the still oh you a put 400,000 btu boiler wow uh they use steam uh they make a really good gin here's how it works at the at the end of the line at the end of the still they have a vat and the sections come out in the head heart and feet um the heart is that smooth booze that belvedere mm-hmm. um smirnoff uses all of it you know so you get mm. a whole lot more volume, mm-hmm. and you can sell it for $10 a bottle. Uh, they make high-end, so... It, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm interested. Keep talking. Oh, they make 
they make a couple of really good rums. They make some uh, gin. They make this coffee vodka that is a delight. That's my favorite. Um, you can keep it in the freezer and just serve it as a martini. Uh, yeah. Well, send us. Uh, look, we'll we'll drink whatever you send, and uh, we love booze. And especially the guy, if you pl- if if you plumbed the distillery, then I feel even more confident. I'll love the booze, and I feel like I'll be able to te- I'll be able to taste those sweat joints you did. Like I feel like that that that'll come through, you know. And maybe and maybe our plumbing knowledge will be more creative when Adam and I are drunk on your booze, on uh, your filthy booze. All right. That's right. We'll have it coursing through our veins. Hey, thank, <laughs> thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Take care, man. See you, buddy. Let's see. Dennis wants an opinion on a hinges for a jib door. But let me see what a – I'm not sure what a jib door is. You know what a jib door is, Stromer? No, it's is it, it sounds like it has some sailing reference, but I yeah, don't know sounds what like re- sounds like it's on a boat, you, Dennis. Yeah, gentlemen, it is not on a boat, but I, I like where your head's at. That sounds very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's, uh, so um, I looked it up, and it was called the jib door. So maybe this is the wrong nomenclature to use. But I'm talking about kind of a hidden door in a wall. You know, you don't see. Mm, there's yeah. no casing around the uh-huh. door. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing a, a theater room in my basement, and my plan is to wainscot the entire thing and then have hidden doors in and out. So when you're inside of the room, you don't see a door anywhere, right? It's just mm-hmm. paneled. Right. Um, and I didn't, didn't know if you had any opinions on the best manufacturer for kind of those those hidden door hinges or any kind of insight in general in doing a hidden door. I've never done one before. The the first time I saw a hidden door was when Alfred revealed the Batcave utilizing the bookshelf in Mm. Bruce Wayne's mansion. So that's where, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, Dennis, it kind of depends on how heavy is this door and how wide is this door? Because, yeah. Yeah, the door exists only in my imagination at this point. So, okay. uh, yeah, haven't done any part of it yet. I'm going to, my plan is to do, um, you know, drywall and then just make that uh, on the frame to make the door itself. So I haven't built the thing yet. But you are going to have wainscoting on the wall, right? Yeah. So my plan is to um, use like MDF trim pieces on the wall to make like a wainscot effect. So it's not going to be like real, real heavy. I don't think. What's the upper wall going to be drywall. Yes. And so you're going to have this door that you're going to want to match to the drywall. Yes. Which we could do with paint, but the texture might be a little different, right? That was my thought. Yeah. I'm trying to think if uh, Stromer, um, if you, yes, did, if you did like a Masonite door and you just rolled on the Sears easy living interior paint onto the Masonite door, as you rolled it onto the drywall, I guess it would look relatively, it'd be close enough. It'd be smoothish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the door would be very smooth and the, the wall should be pretty smooth if you do a good job on the drywall. So, right. All right. So now, well, there, you, yeah. you know what? Hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's this. I just found this store called Hidden Door Store, 
online and they've got all these hinges that are super tight clearance because it looks to me like what they always do is they try and hide seams with panelized applications, right? So instead of having a line show up, there's trim on either side of a line that looks like it's a panelized part of the recession in the door. Stromer. So, so take a look. Go ahead. Yeah, I, the hidden door store, I went down to that place. <laughs> I couldn't get in. I know, because you don't know where the door is. So that's a, that's a joke, Stromer. That's how a joke works. Yeah, no. No, I heard. I heard. <laughs> All right. Well, so you don't have to pay me back just because I didn't laugh right. at your joke. All right. It's not fair to me. <laughs> Gary and Matt laughed. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about this in a second because I, I here's what I'm thinking so far. You're going to have the wainscoting on the bottom of the door, right? The bottom three feet of the door, 32 inches or whatever, right? Right, and maybe I'm using the wrong word for wainscoting. So I'm talking full, like trim all the uh, all the way up the wall. So oh, not the half-panel right. Wayne Scott. All right. Thank all God I did 10 minutes on drywall being up top. But uh, no. you're going to have paneling. <laughs> yes, Paneling's going to run yes. the whole thing, right? Correct. Right. And, and so you're going to have to apply that paneling to this door as well, right? Right. And the paneling is going to be what? Is it going to have some weight to it? So my th- my plan was to use um, the thinnest uh, MDF sheet good I could get as the the backing, and then put trim pieces on top of that, okay. so that it would paint paint well. All right, all right. So let's just start with, and I don't know how wide you want the door to be. I, I don't. I don't know. Look, can we start with an interior size? That's a inch and three eighths thick uh, masonite hollow corridor. Let's see if we can keep the weight down. All right. Okay. So now we have this blank, this door blank. I mean, that's that's Home Depot uh, masonite interior hollow corridor, Gary uh, slab, uh, six eight by thirty two inches. I'm. Or, 28 inches. I don't know. How, how wide do you want this thing, Dennis? Yeah, I mean, 32 is standard, right? So I was thinking like a 32-inch opening made sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to... Uh, all right. So you get that. The blank one's 40 bucks, 30 by 80, primer, whatever. All right. You get that. Uh, and, and maybe, yeah, just a blank slab, 40 bucks. Fine. Now, the hinge is what you uh, what you asked for. Um, first off, on the strike side, on the side where you would normally put the knob, I want to yeah. put one of those spring catch things, like the pop thing. Strom, are you feeling me? Where you push it in I and it pops you. out? Yeah, touch, a touch latch. Right, so you can keep it, that you can adjust, so you can have it flush, right? Yeah, on the, I like where you're talking, yeah. On the other side... I think they have these mortised in hinges that go into the into the jam and they're kind of euro style. Is that something you're looking at, Stromer, you saw? Yeah. They're kinda yeah. they're kinda oval. The the part that goes into the door is kinda oval shaped. Or it looks like a a hot dog or something. It doesn't break right. 
the side of the door. It's 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 mortised in completely. It's holding up his phone. Look at that. Yeah. See that? Oh, you got the touch. Is that the touch line? Oh, that's the hinge. That's that's their version of the catch latch where you oh, can right. you can open it from both sides, but it it's undetectable. Right. All right. Kind of cool. So use those hinges in order to do it. Now, I don't think you need a jam per se. You could put it right onto the two by fours that you frame out. Oh, Look at that. yeah. He's showing me the one with the pivot, a center pivot. Um, I, Book, I Bookcase. Bookcase. Yeah. The, I, the yeah. center pivot feels like more than, than Dennis homemaker needs. I'd, I'd go with the, let's see. Ooh, we're looking at more. Uh, yeah. I, Hey Gary, look up, uh, because yeah. I like I like when you make a a recessed bookcase look for, as the door because it it really then tricks your eye and you don't see any seam. Like right. that's the thing where if you're just doing wainscoting, great, but you're going to see the seam unless you have applied trim on uh, of the perimeter of the entire room and you only see it interrupted. Well, he's not doing hinge. he's not doing wainscoting. He's going all the way up. Yeah, I think I think the secret fake bookcase door is really cool. Well, that that's going to be a challenge. You want you up to that challenge, Dennis? Uh, absolutely not. I didn't think so. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. How about just a card table on end, just leaning against an open? <laughs> I think uh, that sounds good. Look up, so Gary. What I say? Look up. Uh, you said look up and then start no, Look up. Uh, hidden door. Hidden door hinge, um, uh, mortise, euro euro mortise or something. We'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I'm trying to think of the hinge. I'm trying to think of, but but uh, so Dennis, start with my slab, my masonite hollow core, you know, inch and three eighths. Yeah, third one there. Right. Remember, I said it was kind of oval kind of oval shaped and you see that uh can you see it stromer yeah. yeah i see it yeah yeah it's that kind of yeah. it's called uh what's it called gary concealed, concealed hinge, hinge with satin chrome finish full mortise mounting for three fourth three quarter inch door thickness yeah all right it's cheap it's abundant go with that can you hear me dennis I can hear you. I'm going to check it out. I'll let you guys know what happens. Please keep take pictures and keep us updated. And if you have a question, right. please call us back. All right, let me hit uh, Blinds Galore here. First place to buy custom blinds, shades, shutters, and drapes. Online, family-owned, and run for 20-plus years. Mother-daughter team, you know. They're a duo. Oh They're dynamic. Like Mildred Pierce. They've done all... Of my uh, blinds, my bedroom, they're, they're electronic. I woke up the other day. My wife just hit the remote in the morning, and they all just started going up. Hello, sunshine. Um, did she say? Did she say good morning, my love? As they came up slowly with the automation and just gazed at you she, lovingly. She sung it. 
Just take <laughs> you take the measurements and then you can uh, customize it online because they, they got to build a blind tool. Everyone shows exactly how your blinds shades are going to look on the screen before you buy. So no guesswork there. Hand built from scratch, delivered right to your door, created uh, just for your windows. It is the best. It's Blinds Galore. Right, Matt? BlindsGalore.com makes it easy to get the safe, high-quality designer blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home, all at a great price, all at up to 45% off. See for yourself at BlindsGalore.com today. Let them know Adam sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. All right, what do we got up here? I'm looking Guys, at... Guys, that, that is awful, that picture. <laughs> Where's that from? We are going to jump into a video question here. Oh, Gary, yeah, up a that split is second just... here. This is a video from Dan Francisco. Hey, Eric. Eric. We are looking to remodel our kitchen, and we're looking to replace this refrigerator with a unit that's counter depth and a bit taller. And I was wondering what you had in terms of suggestions for this kind of awkward work around the soffit. Um, you can see that they kind of did, did this little number, but I was wondering what you think we could do to, to make that look a little prettier. Um, the new fridge is pretty, pretty close. It'd probably be about four inches short of the the bottom of the soffit. Um, would you run a panel all the way up like they did or make a little cubby for storage or something like that? And then how would you treat this kind of awkward, uh, finish here? Uh, another thing is that these cabinets, these uppers here, will be uh, a little bit deeper, so they'll come further out, um, almost to the edge of the soffit. So I don't know if we'll be able to do a crown for the molding or something more vertical, but any suggestions you have would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. And then he also I would, ma- I would in- make that. He also sent in this, which is a render of what the new fridge and new uppers will look like. The soffit is weird because it hits another soffit and the other yeah. soffit is – show me the initial picture again uh, one time, please, uh, Gary, the initial so I can tell the difference in the size of the soffit. All right. Just uh, stop it there. Okay. The one soffit comes down 10 inches, 9 inches further than the, than the other soffit does right right yeah if it was a little bit closer i would take the soffit that was higher and bring it down to match but it's a little too far off so we're not we can't really match the the elevation going across i would bring i would bring the little soffit out to match the new cabinet depth all the way across the length of the room Mm. Yeah, show it. Uh, turn the sound down, Gary, and just show it to us again. I'm trying to see what's on the ceiling. If there's, if there's uh, crown like bring, molding you know, up bring there, that, bring that crown back, and you know, and and just make the soffit as deep as the counter depth, mm. as deep as the cabinet depth. Yeah, as deep as the uh, refrigerator cabinet. Yes, exactly. So the ceiling looks smaller. You're you're losing the ceiling by, you know, eight inches or whatever, all the way across the room. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And then doing 
doing the way they did it is kind of drawing focus to it and drawing attention to it. I don't think I would do it that way. I think I would eliminate it and just put a little cubby in there and, you know, put that little uh, potted plant with the with the fake silk uh, lilies in there or something. Turn it into like, I don't know, something that you could display something because this is. This is a little catch twenty two. I I I can't really wrap my mind around how to finish it off. I think the cubby. I would vote the cubby versus the the cabinet. Stromer, bring the bring the soffit out to the depth of the new cabinets on the uppers by and give yourself an inch and a half reveal. Pull that in toward the room, and I think you're going to be fine. And then, le- and then you can do the built-in, you know, I wouldn't do anything in the cubby. I would make it a drywall reveal. You wouldn't make anything out of it. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to, it looks weird that way. It, did, it ends up. Did you just say, take the, take the chase um, and the soffit and bring it out to the bring uppers? Bring it out. Yes, bring it out to the uppers so that it, your new depth has an inch and a half reveal it, into the new ceiling. Isn't that isn't that where it is now? Isn't the isn't the soffit out even with the uppers? Yes, if that's the new rendering, yes, and then bring so make no, but a little the old, cubby on the the old picture. The, yeah, the old picture is is because he said the new cabinets come out further. I think he I was he? But was he talking about the uppers, or was he talking about? Uh, he was saying that he was, he was saying that in this, in what you're looking at here, he was saying he's putting in new uppers that are deeper, so they will come yes. closer to the edge of the soffit on the left. Okay, right. sorry, my bad. Keep yeah. going, Strummer. So bring the upper. So make the uppers have an inch and a half reveal, and then the new drywall comes into the room more, and the and the part above the refrigerator is literally a soffit reveal. Only mm-hmm. okay. make your frame, make your framing come under that new new ceiling and meet and meet drywall to drywall. So it just looks like a wraparound piece of soft. Make up the cabinetry, in other words. Good advice. All right, we got another I question. Think. Do we? Oh, uh, we always do. We got email questions. You can send us an email, ace on the house at adamcarolla.com. This one comes from Dean in Greenville, South Carolina. Adam and Eric, we have an area between our pool deck and the deck connected to our house, about three by 18. I'd like to somehow fill it with rocks, but as you can see in the photos, there isn't a wall in the back. Can I add cedar or pressure treated lumber to create a wall? Any suggestions? Thanks. I'm looking at a picture, and I don't really know what I'm looking at. You're looking at two side-by-side pictures. So oh, the one on the left. Can we do a thing? I don't know why. This just looks like one weird picture to me. It's my old analog brain. Unfortunately for Zoom, it's hard to do multiple pictures at the same time, so we have to try to combine I, them into one. Oh, I together. see. Yeah. Look, what looks like a wall is is the delineation. Show, show me the one picture. Show me the one on the left. Let's see what that Oh, you can't do that. All right, that's fine. On the left, you're looking down horizontally, sort of down, you know, with the with the non-existent Mm -hmm. wall on the left hand side, and then on the right, you're looking straight at the non-existent wall. Okay. Um, and he wants to know what he can put down there. Gravel. He wants to know put. 
He wants to put some rocks down, but he is uh, concerned because there's no back wall. So he wants to know if he can add a cedar or pressure-treated lumber to create a wall. Yeah, I mean, they have those... Oh, under the deck, like a, like, okay. a, like a skirt. In other words, they, below the deck. Yeah, they have you know they have those railroad ties you can buy at the home whatever store and kind of pop the stakes in there for landscaping for like terracing. You know, that's a little heavy duty for this, but they have them. You know, they have the holes in the end, and you drive the metal sort of rod through there or the tube through there. Uh, that would work. Treated. You know, treated uh, two by six, two by eight, treated on its on its edge with some stakes in there. I mean, you could get a bundle of stakes that uh, they use for like forming, and you could get the uh, you could get the two by eight. You know, run it on its edge, run a string. You know, run a string so you know you're good. Um, it's going to move around a little bit. It's going to flex a little bit. Um, Try to get the proper length, you know, so maybe you can hide the seam uh, as it hits the post for the for the deck. Um, put it in with I would, I would, some decker screws. Yeah, yeah. I would maybe match the siding of whatever if, if it's a stucco house or a clad siding house. Mirror that below the decking, whatever that surface is. You know what I mean? Because it wants mm-hmm. to just disappear and go away. So if it's a stucco house, because they did the deck over an existing brick covering, you know, you could do tap cons with lath into that brick and then traditional screws into the two by four that's running horizontally, create your, you know, your barrier for your stucco and make it match the house. If it's cladding, you know, or some kind of siding, do the same thing and attach the siding below the deck just to make it look like whatever the house is. Agreed. You got a piece of business there, Stromer? Yeah, are you kidding me? Geico uh, got this amazing thing. They're going to banish high rates. And how you do it, I'll tell you. Switch to Geico during Geico Ween. Folks at Geico have been working even harder. And they've been trying to cast out high rates and craft just the right policy for you and your family. Switching to Geico isn't so scary, especially when they could brew up spellbinding savings for you. So get a quote today at geico.com and see just how much you could save. No eye of newt needed. Happy Geico-ween, everybody. Oh, my goodness. It's so close Halloween. I can't wait. All right. Live shows, stand-up and ACS shows, November 20th and 21st, West Palm Beach improv so come Ooh, on you're, out. Going, you're going fancy oh yeah also yeah doing, man doing a live uh reasonable doubt podcast and that'll be a matinee show about four o'clock uh november 21st uh so that'll be the saturday and uh, again just go to adamcroll.com for all the stuff you need movies at chassis c-h-a-s-s-y.com uh lots of good movies there you could also check out our youtube page youtube.com slash Adam Carolla. All right. Uh, Stromer, any plugs? So, uh, this weekend, I will be appearing at the gymnasium and cleaning the floor. Mm. <laughs> like, 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 like an ex-con who everyone thinks is kindly, but he won't open up about his past. So, until next time, it's Adam Crow for Eric Stromer saying, Mahalo. 
subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com. This is Corolla Digital.